Now, now, real people, real opinions. Nighttime talk with Niall Boylan. Ireland's classic hits radio. So I want to go to Sarah Horgan from the Echo Live who joins us. Sarah, hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? And by the way, Sarah, that was, wasn't to say that you're not an interesting guest, can I just say, in case you thought that I was kind of forward selling the next one as something as the main event or something like that. It's you like know. that episode of Father Ted. They all have lovely bottoms. Remember <laughs> <laughs> okay. that episode of Father Ted? Yeah. Yeah, the, lo- the lovely bottom girls. Yeah. When you reference uh, fa- um, anything to uh, somebody who hasn't watched Father Ted, it's always very mm. awkward. No, it? no, yeah. I, no, I was a Father Ted fan. I actually did enjoy. Mind you, they didn't make very many of them. Was there, there was only 12, I think. Was there 12 made? And then sadly, Dermot Morgan died. I think the last one was the Christmas one where they were walking around the, the underwear aisle. Wasn't that the last one I think yeah. that they made? It was meant to come back. Yeah. Because I know he, he died halfway through making the last one. So they had, a, had to kind of change the storyline slightly or something like that to, to kind of, as far as I remember. It's going back a while. Yeah, yeah. I, re- I remember that that too. But I I, <laughs> I remember, I can't, I can't remember. It was a, yeah, it was an elderly friend of my dad said to me, he, he used to, um, walk nearby the place where I worked yeah. and it had a lingerie section and he said I want to come in to say hello but I'm afraid the same thing will happen to me uh, yeah, you get lost it, in it. <laughs> it was his worst nightmare to get but lost it is, but it is quite awkward section. as a man to get lost in the underwear section it's a little bit awkward you don't want anyone seeing you because people just think you're a pair of you know what I mean looking yeah. at bras yeah. and knickers and g-strings and things you know what I mean so that's not something you want to be cartoon <laughs> Maybe not, even though we're all very open-minded, <laughs> weren't we? <laughs> anyway, the same as, you know, when your wife or your girlfriend might say to you, listen, you wouldn't get me a packet of tampons while you're out, and you're standing in the tampon aisle, and you know, and you're kind of looking to see which ones you should get, and then another woman passes by, and then you pretend you're looking at shampoo or something. You know what I mean? It's that kind of thing. You yeah, know? yeah, same thing, same yeah, yeah. thing. Or when you were, you know, when you were younger and you wanted to go and buy a packet of condoms in the pharmacy, you'd come out with ten packets of headache tablets because every time you went to say it, somebody else would walk up to the counter and you go, "Can I have a oh shit packet uh, paracetamol, please?" Anyway, because <laughs> they're always they're always behind the counter. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm looking at some of the stories here. By the way, a cork man has finally achieved justice following a gruesome attack that resulted in the loss of one of his eyes. Oh my God, that must have been harrowing. Yeah, this is Francis Costello from Ballyfahan. He actually um, very kindly visited the Echo offices to chat to, chat to me. So we, I ended up spending hours with him because he was such a fascinating character, but mainly for his strength. So he's the father of, of three, and he, uh, yeah, he fell victim to this uh, gr- gruesome liquid or corrosive liquid attack there was a knock on the door he was sitting there with his two brothers they were in for the night having a few drinks watching the dark and it it was nine o'clock it was around that time it wasn't that late and they went to open the door and who was standing there but the partner of francis's um ex-partner Mm-hmm. And he just saw him with this bottle of water and didn't even have time to consider what this might wow. be. And then felt the stinging sensation. He was saying after that, he couldn't see anything happening. 
but he could hear it. Yeah. He could hear the screams. And it wasn't just his screams. It was the screams of his two brothers. One of them has to be hospitalized. The other one was 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 okay, thank God. It was only there were only minor injuries. But he was saying that the only saving grace here is that he was the one who the only one that sustained the life changing injuries. So what happened to Francis was he lost an eye as a result of the attack. And the uh, perpetrator, John Paul Carey, he, um, so yeah, I should just specify there that um, John Paul Carey, he was previously living in Flammeyer Court and mm. in um, Dunmanus Crescent in Knocknaheeny. I know there's going to be other people out there with, us with the same name, but the he, he refused to engage with Gardaí. And when he did engage, with Gardy, he just asked them that the the one question, and that was, is is he still a handsome man? Referring to the man who yeah. had um, who had sustained the life changing injuries. Now Francis was very clear on the day I was talking to him. He said he didn't want to dwell on the perpetrator. That he wanted to talk about the effects of what happened to him that night and he wanted to be a source of uh, a source of, of, of light maybe or a beacon of, whole, of, yeah. of light to others and he's really trying to rebuild his life so what his brother Roy has done to make a best, uh, the best of a bad situation he's actually set up a, a GoFundMe and the reason they've set up this GoFundMe is because they're trying to raise money so that Francis can get this operation that may or may not enable him to be able to have a prosthetic eye fitted. At the moment, he can't have it fitted. I, I don't know how you describe it. The um, infrastructure, I suppose you might the say, socket where his eye would so, go. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's just it's it's not taking it. So he was saying that they'd remove a piece um, from the inside of his mouth, and that might help wow. it fit better. It's 50-50 if um, it'll work or not. Gosh. Uh, now there's a small amount raised on the GoFundMe, and mm. God, he'd, he'd really appreciate, I'd say, another a co a couple of euro there. So the, the GoFundMe there, I'm looking at it, and it seems to be, there seems to be a lot of numbers and letters, so I'll just make it easy for people and just tell them if, if you Google Francis Costello GoFundMe, it will yeah. come up. I tried it earlier, and um, yeah, I'd just be urging everyone to donate to this GoFundMe who who can who can afford to. And I know you said you don't want to talk about the perpetrator, or you doesn't want to focus on the perpetrator, but I'm assuming the perpetrator got a lengthy sentence. Um, it wasn't. It was. It was. It was a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. We we'd have to go into that. It was a couple of years anyway. Um, was it about about eight years? Yeah. Um, it it was it was over it was over five years. I might have to I might have to come back to that. But yeah, it was it was it was a lengthy it was a lengthy sentence. Yeah, I'm looking at a picture here from the GoFundMe details you just gave me there. And uh, my name is Roy Costello. I'm starting this GoFundMe for my brother, Francis Costello. And I, I'm looking at it here. My gosh, he did a severe amount of damage to the poor man. That's awful. That's absolutely awful. 
out of anybody. And you hear of these, yeah. the, the, these incidents happening in, in the US and London and places like that. Yeah, you just never had, you never think it's going to happen in Cork or anywhere in Ireland, do you? Yeah, there was a coincidentally, there was a storyline on Coronation Street recently. Um, and one of the, 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 the cast, or one of the, they, he's a good looking guy. He's the local DJ. And he was involved in an acid attack like that, and his whole face was destroyed, the side of his face. And now he, they're showing this battle that he has, you know, where people are constantly looking at him all the time and staring at him all the time, and how he's dealing with that. And it's really interesting to see how he's dealing with that. You know what I mean? Uh, it's very good. It gives yeah. a lot of hope to people who've been in that situation, by the way. And I know they do cover a lot of good storylines in Coronation Street, and you know, in a very sensitive way. But it, look, it is horrible. If you go as a Francis Costello. Uh, GoFundMe. If you just, I just googled it there. Just typed in Francis Costello GoFundMe, um, and hopefully he can get that operation, which will allow him to have a prosthetic eye, um, to give him back some sort of normality to his uh, his faces. So people, obviously, won't be giving him those stares or looks or whatever it is that's uh, you know getting to him most. Um, a shocking, and, shocking and story. it was it was it was nine and a half year sentence that he got. So yeah, it was it was a little over eight, yeah. a little over what I said, nine and a half years, but still. Yeah, well, no. while Francis was saying that nothing, it, it, whether he got a day or whether he got uh, life, it wouldn't have made a difference to him. Yeah. The result is still going to be the same. Well, look, people can go to the, the GoFundMe, um, and as I said already, it's Francis Costello. Now, I'm looking at this one. Animal activists are hitting out at a sulky racing, saying that the Guardian needs to do more to crack down on the sport, if that's what you want to call it. Um, yeah, so obviously they're still tra- traipsing up and down main roads, I assume. Yeah, so this is Liz, Liz Dunphy um, in the Irish Examiner. She was the one who highlighted this. So she was saying that stricter policing of illegal sulky racing has has been called for by an animal rights activist who has warned that someone will die unless urgent action is taken. So videos on social media in recent weeks, they've shown sulkies. There are these horse-drawn carts. They're racing their motorways and major national roads and forcing traffic to pull over to avoid head-on collisions. Yeah. So it really is an accident waiting to happen. Happened when, when I say accident, um, God, that mm. could you call it an accident when you're forcing no, traffic no. to pull over? So this was um, Dog Advocacy Ireland's John O'Callaghan. He he said the frequent races are now a risk to both human and animal welfare. And he added that three or four of these are happening every weekend on major public roads. I've yet to see, yet to see one, but I, I have well, seen, seen them, them on social media. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen... seen I, I and haven't I've also seen, seen you know, the devastation they them. cause. You know, you see sometimes the horse will collapse and they'll just leave the horse at the side of the road. I've seen that on a couple of occasions. Um, and it, it is, you know, it absolutely, it's a tragedy what they're doing because it's a tragedy for the horses and indeed they're risking their own lives and the risks of motorists as well. And their argument is, well, give us a sulky track and we'll do it. I mean, it's not up to us to provide them with a sulky track. If I bought a Ferrari tomorrow, it's not up to the government to provide me with a speedway for, to, to run it on. You know, so it is, it's a crazy, cra- I don't even call it a sport. It's barbaric is what it is. It's nonsense. And it's, it's giving a bad name to the people who really take care of their horses, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I'm just I'm looking here at some of the pictures there of the sulky racing, and it's just it's absolutely terrible. And yes, the guardy should crack down on it. Another bizarre story detailed how a man broke into a house. Now, this is an interesting one. People break into houses to steal cars or steal the keys of a car, or whatever it is. But he wanted the car to get home, so he stole the car so he could drive home. 
Rinata got a it's boss. It's the strangest one I've heard in a long time. So this man, he crashed a car on a drunken drive from Ballyhay to Clonakilty and decided to use a hatchet to break into a house in Charleville to steal the keys of another car. And that was what the court heard. So the, this crime was committed by James Williamson of Moses Road in Clonakilty. And it was described by his barrister, Donald O'Sullivan, as an extremely stupid offence. Right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, could you go further than stupid? But It is um, stupid, yeah. M- Mr O'Sullivan added that he was essentially trying to get a car to drive to Clannacilty, and he was trying to drive home quite drunk. But wait till you hear how this unfolded. So this man and woman, they... They were woken at 6 a.m. to the sound of this loud banging from their kitchen. And the owner of the house, or the occupant, went downstairs to see the kitchen window smashed. And he saw a man approaching the driver's door of his car. And the householder ran after the man who fled the scene. But he had uh, swung a hatchet at him. And he defended himself with a small child's bat that he had taken with him from the house. Uh, Mr. Williamson fell and the householder apprehended him and disarmed him of the hatchet and the accused dis- discarded the keys and they were retrieved by the owner and he, this, the person responsible, he'd been visiting Valley Hay earlier when he took a car to drive home but he was drunk and crashed a short while into the journey so he went to this house at Charleville to carry out the break-in to get the keys of the car wow. with a view to continuing his drunken drive home. to Clannacilty. Oh, gosh. Finally, and, cr- and when you, yeah, I was sorry. That's okay. It's <laughs> to okay. talk for a time, but, but I'm thinking about the guy who actually um, stopped this drunken drive, the, the homeowner. He could have saved other, potentially saved another life. He could have potentially killed someone on the way home. But yeah, I just thought I'd mention that too. Okay, a crew member, by the way, finally, of a trawler risked their lives to say the occupant of a car that entered the River Lee earlier on. Now, it's today, it says, but I assume, was that yesterday? No, today. Today? today. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Sorry, I thought I might have got your email today late. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know I was, uh, yeah, I, you, you got that at the, the 11th hour now. But okay. there's two, so these, these two crew members, there was a, a, a trawler tied up at Kennedy Key and they happened, the, the two crew members happened to be there when a passerby dived into the water earlier today to save the occupant of a car after the vehicle entered the River Lee. So after spotting the car entering the water, two crew members from a Belgian, uh, tra- Belgian trawler it's named um, the Maria Antonio, uh, Antonia, they dived in to rescue the female occupant of the vehicle. So the ECHO understands that a passerby also entered the water to help and the three people who jumped into the water broke the back window of the car and got the woman out. Oh, brilliant. They, they then secured the car to the, sound, to the side of the trawler. Talk about thinking on your feet. Yeah. The, the fact that three people risked their, uh, their lives. Their lives to save somebody else. So some real heroes in the world, aren't there? I mean, really. Yeah, I had to throw... Um, yeah, throw a, a good news story in there. Yeah, that's nice. I, it's nice. It's nice to see some heroes story, yeah. in this world, isn't there? 
You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah, well, well done to them. And somebody's somebody's life is better. Actually, somebody is alive because of them. And also, I don't know, maybe, you know, some kids have a parent or whatever it happens to be. Or you That's know. the way to look yeah. at it. So yeah. the, the woman as well, who, she was a sole occupant of the car and she's been taken to the Mercy, or she was taken earlier to the Mercy University Hospital. And uh, the other three, I, I must... Um, I must tell you as well, they were, they were all okay and they were um, commended earlier by Victor Shine, who's second officer of Cork City Fire Brigade. So that was a, an article by Amy Power, which is online for the Echo today. Well, look, it's been really nice talking to you again, Sarah. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. I really appreciate it. And so we shall talk to you next Monday. Now, now, real people, real opinions. Nighttime talk with Niall Boylan. Ireland's classic hits radio.